What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1,252 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today, I'm very, very excited to be speaking with David Young. David is somebody who's actually been on the SPI podcast before, and he is somebody who is a former student of mine as well. He has DroneLaunchAcademy.com. He helps a lot of people with getting their licensing for commercial drone usage, and he's built a very successful business doing so. And he's starting to dive into the world of building community and memberships. This seems to be a uh, it seems to be a theme here this month here on Ask Pat because last week we spoke with another person who was building a community as well. And we spoke, you know, on the surface about how to grow and scale business as a community owner. And today we're going to go into that, but go even further. How do we create these amazing experiences for the people who are in there and what kinds of things can we offer them? And it's just, again, I'm just so proud of David for what he's done because I was there as this was being built and and he's created something amazing. So I'm very, very very grateful to introduce you to David Young. If you don't know who he is already, again, you can find him at dronelaunchacademy.com. And here we go. Here he is. David, welcome to Ask Pat. Thanks so much for joining me here today. Thanks for having me on. It's good to, good to see you again. Yeah. And to let everybody know what's going on here, David and I have been working together for quite a long time. He was part of our original accelerator group back in 2018, 2019. And uh, he's done some amazing stuff in the world of drones, actually. Tell us about like what it is that you do and a little bit about your business and how you got there. Sure. So my business is Drone Launch Academy, and we train people how to use drones for business or commercial use. So everything from preparing to take an FAA exam that you have to take if you want to fly drones for money, all the way up to how to create 3D models for construction companies or how to do real estate photography and video with drones, anything that you could use with a drone for a commercial purpose, we try to help train people for that to help level up their skills to make drones easier for whatever they're doing. That sounds interesting. So if I wanted to get involved, for example, and you, you had said like make money from flying drones, I think that's really interesting. So it sounds like I have to take a test first and I can go to you for advice and teachings on how to do that. Do you have like courses and stuff to, to support that? So our business is all or has been primarily course based since we started in late 2016. So the first course we ever came out with was a prep course. So there's a uh, Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, they control all the airspace in the United States. If you want to fly a drone commercially, you have to take a test through them, like go to a testing center, sit down, pay a testing center fee, kind of like you're taking, I don't know, the SATs or some other type of standardized exam. Sure. Uh, and then if you get a passing grade on that, they'll give you, it's called a remote pilot certificate. It's like an official FAA card in the mail. It says, your name and all your phone with remote pilot certificate. And so now you're licensed to, to fly drones commercially. So that's step one. And then once you do that, then that opens the door for you to be able to do other things. And it is, you know, making money with a drone. Like if you want to go get hired to do that, but it's also if you are working for a business and you're flying drones, just as like, let's say you're an engineer and you want to go document a site you're working on or get some data they would have to have it choose any any commercial use, oh, really? uh, even if it's not for a direct payment. So even if I was, say, like a, a photographer, a wedding photographer, and I wanted to add like drones to my shot list so I could charge the clients more, like I'd still have to get the FAA license? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like a really common example. Yep. So it's not like it's rocket science. It's not like you have not getting a CPA license or passing the bar. Again. I mean, you can study. We have like a seven day guide for people. So you can study an hour a day for six or seven days and you should be able to pass. So it's not not super crazy. Or anything. Nice. So 
a business that teaches people how to do that. You've been doing this since 2016 at Drone Launch Academy. Uh, give us a sense of like the scale of the business, how many people are working, and then like if you have any opportunity to share like revenue, like I, I'm sure we're all curious, like how's it going? Well, when I started it back in 2016, I was just doing it on the side. I used to be a forensic accountant for the FBI before I did this. And then I actually quit my job at the FBI and joined the SPI Accelerator, your first one, all back in 2018. And I was not making a ton of money then, but I was like, I need to do Pat's group. So I did that. Huge props to you. That was a, an enormous foundation for all of the growth that uh, we'll talk about here in a second. Launched our podcast that year, did a bunch of other stuff that was really fundamental to uh, allowing it to grow. So gosh, I want to say 2018, I'm, like, I'm going to mess up the numbers, but we ended up, we went from one year, we did about 250K in revenue. Then we did about 550 in revenue, 503,000 in revenue. And then we did 950,000 in revenue. And then $1.2 million in revenue. And I, we finished out last year about $1.4 million in revenue from courses. 1.4, not total, but just in the in that year. Yeah, just in that year. And we just crossed over this year. We just crossed over $5 million in like total course sale. Wow. Dude, that's amazing. I, I didn't even... Yeah, so it's been pretty fun. I didn't even know it was going that well. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But that's our like main... That's our main source of, of revenue, right? And I think that's good, but it'll lead into my kind of question that I want to ask you today is, right? And we don't have to get into it immediately, but you know, when you're selling courses, that's all well and good. But you, the, the problem with courses when that's your only revenue source is it's not recurring, right? So you either have to find a new person that's interested in learning what you want to teach, or you have to find another topic that people are interested about and sell another course to your existing customers. And that's been working out fine for us. But I'm always scared of, you know, like, well, when are we going to finish tapping the pool of everybody who's interested in drones? Or, you know, it's just constant marketing dollars because we run a lot of advertising. We probably spend, I don't know, plus or minus 300K a year on just ads, like Google ads, Facebook ads, all that stuff. Oh, wow. So you have a lot of ad costs and, and other things. So it's just it's kind of can be variable, like a little roller coaster one month. You're like, oh, this is not a good month. The next month you're make, you know, making it rain. So we were trying to implement some more stable revenue strategies, right? some recurring revenue that would fit in with what we're doing to kind of at least provide some type of foundation backbone of consistent revenue that can underpin everything else. So also inspired by you, we launched a community on Circle. And so like a membership community, we actually had several, lots and lots of students ask us for something like that. There are a few other communities in the drone world. People had various issues with them for little things here and there, where they're like, oh, I don't feel like this is valuable because I use these pieces of it. And so we get little feedback from people. So we're like, all right, well, let's launch our own. Talked about it for like a year. We finally did it. Maybe a couple months ago, we launched it. And it's going, it's going well. Like I think when we launched it, we got 200 or so people in there. And then we've got another, we did another little push and I think we're at around 250 paying members, but I'd love to get that number. My ultimate goal is to get that to like a thousand people in there. You know, that's my kind of, I think there's another drone community that's like one or 2000. So I'm like, oh, that's possible. I just don't know how long it's going to take to build up to that and what it's going to require. How much does it cost to, to be a member? Uh, right now, the pricing is $29 a month. People want to join and we can, I can get into, we're messing around with different strategies. Like I know how to sell online courses because I've been doing that for six years. So like, I know the whole process of like, okay, here are our options for types of email campaigns. Here's the types of scarcity we can use. Here's the types of urgency we can use. Here's how we can get people excited. Like I know, and I can launch a promo to our email list and I can be like, I bet we're going to sell 
a hundred of them. And I'm usually like pretty close to it. So I have, I've gotten to know that side of the business pretty well. But when it comes to the community stuff, I don't, I'm still kind of like test. I like, I don't know what's the right pricing and like, how do we attract people to get in there? How do we have retention? And, you know, so I'm still messing around with some of the levers that people pull for the community side of things. And I know you've had the SPI pro community for a while now, and that seems to be going well. We, I've definitely looked at what you've done to kind of get some inspiration and some ideas for how we could structure things. But yeah, if I was going to ask you about anything, that's kind of the freshest thing we've been launching. And one thing that has, in my mind, some of the best growth potential. And from the people that are in there so far, they seem to really like it and enjoy it. Like the community that's building inside of there. I hired a community manager to run it. You'll know this as you just get more and more stuff going on, more courses, more this, more that, more staff. You just realize how human you are and you can't have your hand all the way in everything that's going on. So I was like, I need one person to spearhead this and I'll try to be involved. So he's doing a great job. But as I've gone in there and just like checked in and gotten involved, people are just, are they're great in there. They help each other out. They're referring jobs to each other. It's a great kind of community to be in. I found out like somebody crashed their drone and I, there was some story about somebody like crashed their drone and was like upset. It was expensive. And like two other guys in the, in the community, like got with them separately and messaged them and like sent them a drone that they could have to use. And so like, it's really cool to see people just helping each other out and, uh, and building that. We try to do fun contests. And so, so stuff like that's fun, but I just, I just want a good plan for, Hey, how do we, how do we build it up to a, a bigger community? And what problems should I be looking out for obstacles and just kind of what's a good pathway to pursue on building a, a long-term community that's sticky and people enjoy being in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you've promoted this a couple of times you said to your email list and I would say one and a half, one big time to the email list. And then one time where we kind of just did like a little quick email series to say, Hey, I think we're going to close the community. Cause I, cause I saw, don't you guys do like we quarterly quarterly type pushes? Yeah. So we thought, well, maybe we'll do something like that. Cause you know, you have to give people a reason to, to decide. Right. Yeah. You know, we're trying to figure like, we don't want to always use the discounts and like this discount's going away as a lever, you know? And we wanted to make it feel more, I'll say exclusive as in like, you can't come in our club, but people feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm like glad that I'm a, a member and more like a, they feel like I have a place of belonging and not just like anybody can come and go all the time. But like, Hey, we're going to be accepting new members from this point to this point. Anybody's welcome to join, but here's the kind of people we're looking for. So we've toyed around with the idea of currently it's closed. We toyed around with the idea of having it. Hey, the only ways you can get in are either if you sign up for another drone launch Academy course, you have like a two or three day window. If you'd like to join at that point, or you need a referral link from like an existing member to get in. And then that member would get kind of like a little affiliate type of thing where that member would mm, that's interesting. half off their next month. But at least in that sense, the current members would feel a little bit more, not excited, but like encouraged. Yeah. I, oh, I can get you in if you want to get in. Cause I've got a link. It's not like a one way thing where it's like, I want you to sign up with my link so I can get a discount. It's almost like they're doing them a little bit of a favor by giving them access kind of thing. Right. Like an invite. Yeah. And I think it'll help curate it a little bit more to where, you know, if someone else is reaching out to someone, you know, that means they think they're a good fit for it. Right. We don't like, I like that idea. I think, I think that could work. I don't think large volumes are going to come from that uh, opportunity, but it does allow for the members to feel like they're doing something awesome and, and helping out a little bit. But, um, you know, as far as larger numbers, 
you know, having the close date for letting members in has really helped us because it allows mm-hmm. for, there is true scarcity there. You, you either can get in or then it's closed and then you have to wait for the next time. Um, right. And that allows us to kind of bring a cohort in and have them feel like a, you know, a, a, a freshman class and they kind of yeah. get to know each other and we have like an open house and uh, orientation for them and the existing members know that they're coming and so they can feel extra sort of active during that time and, and whatnot. So that, that's been really neat. Other things that have helped is, you know, creating events in there. We have experts that come into SPI Pro and we're very public with that, not just for the pro members, but for those on the outside. When we're doing a promotion, we say here are the events that are coming up that essentially you would miss if you didn't get in now. Um, so, so that's an opportunity to sort of provide more scarcity. Another thing that has really helped and probably helped more than anything is just continually talking about the members inside of SPI Pro in different kinds of ways, not just mentioning, hey, we have some really cool stuff going on inside of SPI Pro, but hey, there's maybe I'll invite a person from SPI Pro, Josh Hall, for example, on the podcast, and he'll talk about his story, but obviously he'll talk about SPI Pro and he's a member in there and he kind of represents the caliber of the people that people can connect with. And, you know, it almost feels like an exclusive, you know, we have this insider thing and those who are on the outside kind of want to know more about it. And so, of course, it's just naturally and organically spoken about in there. Spotlighting those members, maybe not even in a more formal way like that, but just kind of giving a shout out publicly to people and saying, hey, this is one of our Drone Launch Academy members, Jim. He made his first five-figure month last month. He got a lot of help from a, a lot of the other community members. And here's two other things that he did that you could do too. And if you want to connect with Jim and some other members, like, hey, definitely check out our community. It's it's awesome. We had our biggest push. So the launch is obviously going to be like one of the biggest moments when you get a lot of students because you get a lot of people excited. Right. But we had another big push at the turn of 2022 when we said we we're going to up the price because we just started to understand, wow, there's actually a ton of value in here. We're, we're offering SPI Pro for 49. This is way too cheap, in fact, and we wanna invest more into the program and hire more people to help make the community even better. We should probably be charging 99. So let's give everybody one more chance to get in. It's not like a discount that's going away. It's the price is going up and that's nothing that you wanna use every single time, but if there's a strategic moment, yeah. that could work out really, really well too. And then we've also been very, well, not as much as probably we could, but, you know, we've been open with the fact that we want this to be a tight community similar to yours and a thousand is our goal in there too. And so we've been really close to approaching that number. And so that also provides an opportunity for, hey, kind of have to get in now or else it might be closed and we don't know when it's going to open again. You might be missing out. So there's obviously a balance between here are all the cool things that you get inside and here's the opportunities that might come with it. Using the words investment, right? Investing into it, it's a write-off for your community as well. So that's something to definitely be upfront about. But also kind of juxtapositioning that with the scarcity that you can include. You know, the limited number, the limited time, the price going up. Those kinds of things have, have worked really well. And then you have a podcast as well. I mean, this is a perfect place to, you know, invite your members on or even just talk about it organically shout outs to community members or welcoming your new community members in every once in a while community member of the month that kind of stuff and then what happens is over time and this is so new and to fa- the, the fact that you're like closing in on 300 or so members already is fantastic over time the more people who listen to the show the more people who are just involved in the brand on the outside i mean they're going to continually hear about it 
and not in a way that's just like a super aggressive approach, but all those touch points matter. And then when the time comes for a promotion, it's, you know, you've done the work already to let them know that this is valuable. Right, right, right. You know, I had people tell me like, oh, 200 people, that's good, or 250, whatever, you know. But I'm like, hey, we have our email list right now. Is, I just take somewhere like 67,000 drone pilots or people interested in drones. And I'm like, what? Only 200 of you out of, you know, however, I mean, I obviously open rate is, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's definitely not, you know, 100%. So let's, but let's just say, you know, 15%, by the way, yeah, I think I've told you this story before, where when I first launched my online course, I thought average open rates were around like 50%. And then the conversion rates were 50%. That's what I did all my mental math off of. <laughs> I was severely disappointed. <laughs> I mean, it's good to have goals, but uh, <laughs> goals, you also yeah. have to know what the reality is. Yeah. But anyways, but I'm, I'm happy with that. But I guess we have a pretty diverse email list. And you know, not everybody wants to sign up for something that's recurring, per se. I found that the most common type of person who signed up was like a new I'm, oh, I'm getting into drones and I think I want to do this those were the people that are most involved and like the most like, eager I guess which has been cool because they all get together and are able to kind of band around a common thread and we have other people in there that are more experienced um, but I thought it was interesting I wasn't necessarily expecting that but yeah I think I think those are those are good things, especially the spotlighting I think we could do a lot better job of that of kind of engaging with the members in there Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's story brand, right? Um, how to build a story brand, Donald Miller. It's it's just exactly that from that book. What I was going to mention is, okay, so you've launched this a couple times before. It's really important if you could go back to those emails and those people who didn't buy and ask them why. Why don't you think this aligned with where you're going, right? And if it's a price thing, right, which is oftentimes going to be the response, then we know it's a value proposition issue, right? They're not understanding the value that's inside because we want this to be so clear, right? That this is, you know, the right thing for the right kind of person who's in your audience. But you'll potentially hear some things with, well, I just don't know exactly what I'm going to get from it. Or, you know, I didn't think that, you know, talking to other members of the community was going to be that valuable. And then of course, that's all good information that you could take with you into the next promotion or in your email sequences and whatnot. So it's going to be, that would be your number one goal, I think, from this point forward. Why aren't people buying when it is something that those who are in there are getting such absolute value from? This is the, the, the mystery you have to solve because once you solve this mystery, then you'll be able to put the pieces into place to make those connections so that people will come in and buy, and, and buy it along with the tactics that you would normally use on top of that. You know, as you're saying this, I remembered, so I have a marketing person that I hired about two years ago. She helps me with emails and all that stuff. She actually, after the, at least after the first round, she did put together a little survey to the non-buyers. But my problem is sometimes I forget to like actually go look at the data, go through it. Yeah, that's kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think? But one thing I do remember that she told me that we got a couple people say was like, oh, hey, I just, you know, I didn't see the difference between this and like a Facebook group. Like I could do that in a Facebook group. Kind of and so how do you get around that objection? I mean, I have a couple ideas, but I'm curious. Well, any objection that you hear, you have to know the answer for. If you don't know the answer to it, then there's no way a person is going to be convinced at that point, right? And so on a sales page, your most common objections, this should be one of them. You literally spotlight it and go, hey, you might be thinking, hey, how is this different than a Facebook group? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to answer that. If you can't answer that, that then there's a problem, right? Yeah. So specifically off the top of my head, I mean, there's, 
you know, it's outside of the distractions of Facebook. Facebook is not that great of a platform to be able to initiate these kinds of interactions and deeper relationships, right? But I think we need to get even more clear with that. Inside of here, you get this. In Facebook, that doesn't happen. And the ability to have the right kind of people, I think that that price point provides a filter for people to find the right people who are serious about this. You don't get into spam or people just promoting their own thing, but you, you actually get people who are here to help you. Case in point, here is an exchange that happened between a person who lost his drone and two people who helped him out. This is the kind of thing that happens in these tight-knit groups that you can be a part of, right? So that's just like an idea. Yeah, yeah. We've done some similar things with bringing in different experts and it's like a Zoom call. So like, hey, so like everybody's always got legal questions when it comes to drones. So we've talked to an attorney We're like, and he's like, well, we thought he was just going to be like, oh, sure, I'll come talk. But he's like, you can pay me for an hour of my time at 400 bucks. I'm like, that's fine. It might be worth it for us to pay him 300, 400 bucks to come on for an hour. And then like, hey, we paid for this, you guys, with your subscription dollars. Come on and ask him anything you want. You got an hour. We put him on Ooh, that's a great. Zoom call. So they can just like unmute themselves and just talk directly to them. So I think we need a better need to do a better job of highlighting those types of surfacing like the, those things. Yeah, that's a great insight. You see how like just that one objection could completely change the story for somebody who's who's on the fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in your email sequences, like you actually one email is dedicated. Like if you have an email sequence to promote into the community, one of those emails is just all about these objections. No, that's, that's good. And I think we, you know, that's where both some of my shortcoming is uh, going through that data and, and being a little bit more proactive with uh, sorting these things out. I have found that, and I don't know, this is kind of on the community, but on other stuff too. The more courses we've created, the more products we have, I find myself spread a, a bit thinner across everything. You know what I mean? So for instance, like this, if the community was the only product we had, you know, I would have definitely like have already dug into this and done a lot more with that. But since we have this and probably, I don't know, six or seven other courses and all this other stuff going on, I feel like a lot of, let's say balls get dropped, but sometimes details get missed or, Hey, we should really spend more time making this sales page solid. Or, and I feel like everything kind of gets done at maybe 70% instead of everything getting done at like 95%. Right. Do you have that issue at all? I know SPI has a lot of courses and you got a community. Like, how do you deal with that? So let me ask you, should you be responsible for looking at every detail on every single course? Um, I would say probably not at this point. So if not you, then who? Right. So the the way SPI is run is due to the amazing team that we've built who feels ownership in those things, right? We have a marketing director who feels ownership in the campaigns and how they've run. And she ended up doing like a post-mortem after our latest campaign that revealed so much that I don't have the time to do, even though I knew that that was something we should do. But now because this is her role, then it gets done. And in the community, right? I don't have the time to build the community and look over it every single second. So we hired a, just like you did, a community manager, our director, Jillian. And she now has two people under her to help out with that as well. And this is so that I can focus on the things I need to focus on and so that those things can have 100% of me. Because if I'm here to write emails and create content and do the things I love to do, but also have to do these other things, then none of those things will have all of me. And so it's, you know, it still incorporates you because they report to you because it's still your, you're the commander with the commander's intent. 
but they are the generals in the army essentially who, you know, make sure that plan gets executed. So it's just team. It's just team. And a part of this might be an exercise in letting go, which is the hardest part. Well, was the hardest part for me. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you find that, I don't know how, you know, this gets into people's like personalities or skill sets, I guess. Do you find that, you know, like when you have people on your team, do you have to give them a lot of direction or are they pretty good about just like knowing exactly what to do and knocking it all out? Cause I find I'm like, how much time do I need to spend between like coaching my team and helping them along versus just kind of expecting you should already know how to do this, you know? Yeah. I mean, some things you would hopefully hire knowing that they know how to do certain things, but there is always going to be some level of training and coaching required to get to the point where they now have autonomy just like having a kid, right? Hopefully a little faster though, as far as, you know, you have to kind of like help them understand the world that you're in and to try to be the best version that they can be. And then they're kind of, you, you know, they turn 18 and then they're off. So hopefully, you know, after a month or two, like with our marketing director, she came on and we had to help her understand what the marketing was like and what our campaigns were like. But then we gave her the ability to go, well, now you have a baseline. Now you take what you know and make things better. And you're in charge of these things now. You are responsible with a capital R. And if you need advisorship on this stuff, I'm here when needed. Um, if you need some other people to consult with you on the things that you're trying to do that you're responsible for, then you know we have meetings for those kinds of things. But all in all, I mean, that autonomy is really key. And then, of course, what happens with that, because I'm not over the shoulder all the time, they feel more ownership and they feel more responsible and they will often go above and beyond to make sure those things are done because you've given them the opportunity to do it in their own way. So it takes time, it takes balance. This is why I'm grateful for Matt on my team who, you know, I stepped down from CEO of, of SPI Media and he is in the CEO role for managing the organization. And so he's managing the people in the organization so that I can focus as the founder and the creator behind the business and, you know, the one who shows up on camera. So, you know, it's taken a while to get there and it take, it's, it's a learning process. We've had to let some people go, but, you know, we hopefully are, you know, with a core team now that can help support the business and, and provide the value we want to provide. Yeah, I think for me, you know, like, I think I just need more man hours probably on, not for myself, but like from my team. So either, because uh, a lot of my team's part-time right now. So I've, I've talked to my marketing manager about making her full-time, there's another person who's helped me for a while talking about bringing them on like full times, more like operations type role overseeing stuff. So I think the stuff we're trying to get done with the level of capacity for time, I think I'm probably pushing the limit and it's causing some of these, these things to happen. So yeah, yeah. And ball, balls will drop when, when you get to that point. So, you know, noticing, hearing the balls drop on the floor is the opportunity to go, Hey, okay, I need to figure out what I should continue to juggle and what I should hand off. But Man, this is, I'm so happy to hear how well things are going. I mean, these are these are good problems to have, right? This is the another inflection point in, in the business that allows you to get some time back for yourself and yourself personally and more time with your family and have the business continue to grow and get even more automated. So I just love to, to hear these kinds of stories, David. I'm so proud of you because I was there at the very beginning or close to the beginning when it all kind of happened. And it's been fun to watch your journey. I'm just super proud of you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Well, you've been a you know big part of it. I was joking around with someone the other day, like, you know, I remember I used to listen to your original SPI podcast when we were on road trips and I was working for the government. I'm like, man, one day I'm going to have a business. I didn't know what I was going to do, right? I was trying to like, I'll make some PDFs and I'll do that. I tried a bunch of different stuff. But yeah, and then something worked and then 
was able to do the accelerator, which was huge. And I still keep in touch with all those folks that we had in there. I think one of the biggest things that you're talking about community truly is like, you know, you have SPI Pro, which is like the online community, but places where you can make relationships in person too. I mean, yeah, it was great getting advice from you and hearing what you've been able to do, but even just being around the other people you brought together in that group, tremendously helpful, even just, you know, like even today, like, you know, Brian from the group was like, hey, David, I need a tax accountant. Who do you use? And I'm like, oh, I love my guy. So I connected them. Now he uses my tax accountant. You know, like stuff like that, where, you know, we're just able to always help each other out. And you were the one who like brought us all together. And so there's just a lot of powerful things that come along with that, I think, and are definitely the reason that I've been able to, to grow is just from kind of watching all of you and doing the back and forth and kind of keeping it, keeping it moving. Yeah, man. Well, th- th- thank you for saying that. And shout out to the, uh, the OG members of the accelerator. I hope that we can get together in person soon, which I think we are planning something potentially. So hopefully that'll happen. Yes. But one more time, where can people go to find your work and, and what you're up to? Yeah. So all the drone stuff is at dronelaunchacademy.com. Is that you can, we have our Drone to 1K podcast, which again, came out of a Pat Flynn workshop. But all we do on there is interview drone entrepreneurs. So, hey, tell us about your journey. How'd you get to where you are? What works, what doesn't work? And of course, is there and, you know, other helpful content. But yeah, dronelaunchacademy.com. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you and good luck. We'll, t- we'll chat again soon. All right. Thanks, Pat. All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mr. David Young. Again, you can find him at dronelaunchacademy.com and get all the goodies from there. And if you happen to be you know, wanting to understand more about drones and flying them commercially and potentially creating your own, you know, like we talked about photography business or real estate business doing that or helping to support those businesses, it's possible, right? And it's really cool. Drones are definitely here and, and they're coming and they're not leaving anytime soon, that's for sure. So congratulations, David, on your success. And I hope this was helpful for you. And I hope this was helpful for you, the listener. Thank you again so much. And if you happen to be somebody who wants to get coached just like David did today, head on over to askpat.com. We're always taking new applicants and we reach out in sort of batches throughout the year to see how we might be able to help you. And I'm looking forward to more episodes in this coming year. But for right now, let's finish off the year strong. We got a lot more great episodes coming, including a bunch of where are they now episodes that are, um, you know, sort of look uh, a look back at those who've been on the show before and then conversations with them now to see how they've progressed. So make sure to, to don't miss those because they're fantastic. Hit that subscribe button and I look forward to serving you then and in the next episode too. So thank you again to David. Thank you. And I look forward to serving you in the next one. Cheers, take care. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is David Grabowski. Our series producer is Paul Gregoris. And our executive producer is Matt Garland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects 
That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.